and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 20, I Want Candy. And Kelsey, will you please read us the episode summary? I sure will. Uh, Spinner and Paige decide to take a day off from school. Paige invites Ashley to come along and Ashley announces she's leaving Degrassi. Paige and Spinner have to show her a good time and try to convince her to stay. Meanwhile, Emma discovers Mr. Simpson's will and worries his chemotherapy has failed. I just, I don't know. It's it's very like stating the facts and like hopping around in it. It's misleading. But I feel like the day off, even when Ashley was there, was not totally all about trying to get Ashley to stay. I feel like they were like, okay, Ashley, you're being dramatic. What are you talking about? Yeah, they were kind of like, you're a huge bummer, bye. <laughs> Which, fair. Um, Hans, can you please tell us about the confusingly titled song, <laughs> like episode title? Yes, this is named after uh, this I Want Candy. Which is actually a cover, but I'm assuming the one they're referencing is the 1982 version by Bow Wow Wow. Um, but it's technically a cover from a song from 1965 by The Loves. But yeah, I don't know why this is called I Want Candy. It, I mean, maybe it's like Paige and Spinner want to take the day off. And that's fun, like candy. <laughs> I have no idea because the lyrics of the song are like, "I know a boy who's tough but sweet." It's like not anything about like chasing after a boy or anything. So I have no idea. I have no idea either. And yeah, I don't know. I just like good on you to try to justify their <laughs> choices, but I, I think that it's a moot point at this point. Also, lol, the whole time, I was just like, this is the Aaron Carter song, right? <laughs> With all the weird Nick Carter voicemails. And, and <laughs> right? Because I, I accidentally listened to that song at the gym yesterday on a Guilty Pleasures playlist. And I was like, it was like a Spotify, like, pre-made or whatever. And I was like, this is nobody's Guilty Pleasure. This is bad. This is a bad song. I remember my little brother had that song on a hit clip. <laughs> it was like just that song. Or it was like just a piece of that song. Do you remember hit clips? They were so pointless. <laughs> How could I forget hit clips? I'm pretty sure I had some NSYNC song on a, on hit clips, but I don't remember which one. But I totally remember that song. I remember that music video even. I don't know how I watched it because there's no way it was on MTV. But I remember... Aaron Carter was like a child when that song came out and the the music video was like him on a date with some girl I remember paddle boarding being involved but like what about all the other Aaron Carter videos that were also like really out of his age range like the one where he throws the house party and he's like I don't know and it's like is, is it, are they drinking soda what's happening and then also the one where he beats Shaq <laughs> you mean Aaron's party in parentheses, come get it. I to I think that song aired on like Snick, like that <laughs> music video. Um, he's not gonna throw the party of the month. He's throwing the party of the year. Also, I think for a time I had, and that's how I beat Shaq on my iPod. I probably still know all the words <laughs> to the chorus. I don't know why. This is the things that are taking up space in my brain. 
I think I still know a lot of the words to um, Aaron's party. Parentheses, come and get it. <laughs> I can still picture the video in my head. That might have aired on the end at some point. Like, I feel like it. I feel like they sometimes played music videos. Am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? Is everything blurring together? <laughs> the end definitely played music videos because I remember like All American Rejects music videos playing on there. But I think Aaron's party. Uh, I wanted to say it's too, it was too early for that, but actually it was probably came out in like 2000. So anything is really possible. I think it was on the end. I remember. Do you remember that? Who's that musician? Sky Sweetnam? Is that a person? Somebody tweet at me. I feel like that was a thing. And I think I like some of her music, but that was like a person who aired on the end. You know who else was on the end? There was music videos. Fifi Dobson. You remember yes. her? Yeah, I don't, we've gotten on a tangent and we haven't even started talking about the episode yet. I just want to talk about the music of my youth. Um, anyway, I Want Candy, stupidly named episode title, but it's fine. So we open up with Spinner and Paige are in class uh, with Miss Hatsalakos and she's basically saying, you have to do more studying for a thing or whatever. And they're like, all of the time? <laughs> I don't know. It's like I'm watching this in a foreign language. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, and she's like, welcome to the real world. Which, I mean, not really. You're like in 10th grade. Like, you're not in the real world. But fine, whatever. And they're just being like the whiniest babies about it. But I just really need to note that ever since it occurred to me that they look like they could be siblings, I can't fucking unsee it. I'm like, you guys could be the same person. Like, like she's like, you could easily be siblings and not just like siblings. They could be like fraternal twins. <laughs> well, I know you weren't here in the last episode, but we had got a lot of Dylan FaceTime last episode and we noticed how similar Spinner and Dylan are starting to look because of their hair. So it's just giving more credence to that. And it's kind of weird. But because they have so much work that they have to do now, Paige is like, tomorrow, we're skipping school. Woohoo. And then the theme song plays. And it's like, okay, I guess it's going to be a hooky episode. It was kind of a meh episode for me. I don't know. I was super bored by it. I mean, you know, if they were doing basically Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but they were doing it like really poorly. It was like, like they can't. They can't try to make 80s movies into Degrassi episodes because they are garbage and you can't hold up to the originals. Especially, like, just specifically John Hughes movies. They can't do it. Although Kendra was trying her best to channel Jennifer Grey from Ferris Bueller's Day Off when Spinner was pretending to be sick. She actually did a pretty good job of that. She was very annoying. It was very <laughs> on point. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, but what other 80s movie would they be able to do? It's not like they can do the Heathers. I'm just trying to think of other John Hughes movies. I don't think they could do 16 Candles because nobody's going to forget anyone's birthday. Um, maybe some kind of wonderful, but that's just like, or pretty in pink. But those are just kind of pretty generic storylines that would work anywhere. Anyway, this episode kind of sucks. So we might be a little rambly and tangenty, but that's because there is no meat to this goddamn episode. Do you want to do fashion report right now? Sure. All right. Fashion police time. Paige is wearing a shoulderless peasant top that was very of the era and also very dumb. Um, and Spinner was wearing one of those like tribal necklaces that's made out of like steel that you can get <laughs> at like a Hot Topic or a Sun, like depending on your mall. 
Yeah. Paige's dumb Muppet ba- jacket was back, and like throughout the entire episode while they were playing hooky. Um, Emma looks fine. <laughs> Great note. <laughs> um, I have some hair notes. Everyone was has been having really good hair lately. Um, Spinner had like shaggy hair. JT had some like really good shaggy hair. I was like, this is like. He's starting to look like a boy I would have had a crush on when I was, like, 12 or 13, you know? Um, he has, like, the the eighth grade skater boy hair. Um, totally. So that's fun. And Emma has a really great ponytail. It's, like, it's like not just a normal ponytail. It has, like, layers. Yeah. And Ashley's hair is actually a pretty good color right now. It's not in a weird transition phase. Spinner has a tongue ring, which I didn't notice before. I read that. I wrote that down, too. Um, Yeah, no. Who knew? Spinner has a tongue ring. Um, Ashley in the Elvis outfit nailed it. Spot on. I'm on board for it. Um, Paige's sunglasses are on her head the entire episode. Alex looks great, which reminds me that I have to Google her because I think she was on an episode of Psych in season seven. Was she in the Bigfoot episode? Holland, you'll know. I... Do not remember. I don't know. Um, Ashley is wearing a goddamn sarong over her jeans, and I don't understand. I didn't even notice that. That sounds bad. Remember skirts over jeans? Yeah, like dresses over jeans. Mm-hmm. Why was that ever a thing? I don't know. It defeats the point of dresses. And you would wear like ballet flats with them. Ballet flats used to be like the end all be all. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> this isn't fashion, but Snake has very pretty eyes, and I never noticed it before. <laughs> he does have pretty eyes. Um, I think that's all that I have, though. Yeah, me too. All right, moving on with our lives and this Nick episode. Um, so, yeah, so... Uh, Paige is driving Dylan's car. And also, how did Dylan afford that car? Because that's a pretty nice car. Yeah, it's like a nice convertible Mustang with like a red. It's like a black convertible Mustang with like a red stripe up it. It looked very cool and like sporty, I guess. I don't know. I don't know cars. And he is like totally like, oh, yeah, sure. You can borrow my car while you skip school, whatever. Like being a cool older brother and covering for her. And mean, and she is giving him and Marco like forged doctor's notes to get out of going to class, which is like what I did in high school. Not even to just skip school, but to skip class, I would forge my mom's signature and leave, which I felt like covered my bases more. <laughs> Whereas Spinner is just like, "Fuck it, I'm faking sick." You were secretly badass in high school. <laughs> You've been like. Putting on this whole like goody goody front, and you were skipping class too. All right, I feel I feel like I found my brethren now. <laughs> I'm feeling a little more secure in my history. Um, I also fake doctor's notes, but I, I think at a certain point I just kind of was like fuck it, and I didn't fake anything, and I would just leave. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, but you know it. There's a lot of Ferris Bueller parallels, like the the car that's like prized above all is obviously like 
Cameron's dad's car and whatever, which is why I was very surprised that they didn't crash it in the end. <laughs> I was like, they're going to crash this car, right? Like, there's too much, like, talk about how great this car is. And Cameron crashed the car at the end. I don't know. Um, spoiler for Ferris Bueller. Spoiler <laughs> for a 30-year-old movie. <laughs> if you've never seen Ferris Bueller, I guess go see Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's it's real good. I have a big crush on Cameron. Also, he lives kind of in my dream home. Like, it's this weird, like, in the middle of the trees, like, modern <laughs> nothingness. And I'm like, yes, give me that. When I was in high school for a Sadie's dance, uh, the theme of one of our dances was like famous couples or something. And my date and I went as Ferris Bueller and Sloan Peterson. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't think, we, did we have dances in high school? I don't think we ever had dances in high school. And if we did, I didn't go to them. You had to have had dances in high school. Like, at least you, you probably had prom at least. We had prom and we had junior prom, end of list. We didn't even have a homecoming dance? No, I don't think so. I don't know. If you listen to this and you went to my high school and we had a homecoming <laughs> dance, can you text me or like Facebook message me? Because I feel like I missed something really important. <laughs> my school had a lot of dances. We had like a back to school dance the first week of school. We had homecoming. We had winter ball, which was always like, what, why? Sadie's and prom we had like five dances I don't know why we had so many but we had a lot that's so many dances <laughs> we had two that I know of I don't know I don't know and then we'd like go to other people's proms and stuff if we we're like invited or whatever I don't know I don't know maybe my town was just so repressed that like dances were the were the only places where people felt like they could like mash their bodies up against another person and not feel like guilty about it i have no idea did you go to the did you grow up in the opposite of the footloose town <laughs> where it's like dancing is the answer to our sexual repression <laughs> instead of <laughs> dancing is the enemy because of our sexual repression i don't know you guys the moral of this tangent is holland grew up in the opposite of the footloose town I was also, I, I could go on another tangent about how <laughs> I was in a really dorky club in high school called Youth in Government. It was like statewide. It was a mock legislature and court system. I was really cool. But a big reason why a lot of people would join it is because we would have like huge dances like at all the conferences too, which I think is another reason. It's like we use this weird dorky mechanism to get to a dance, people. <laughs> What is happening? I literally, I think I went to like three dances in my adulthood. Like that was it. I started going to dance in like middle school because our community center put them on too. And we had them like at our school. Oh no, we had middle school dances. Like we had a bunch of those. But I feel like once we hit high school, they were like, see you in 11th grade. <laughs> like that's when you'll dance again. <laughs> no dancing until 11th grade. I don't know. My town was like all about the fucking dances because we had school dances and we had like dances at the community center. They were called something stupid like Club Chaos and the chaos is spelled with a K. I don't really know. I don't know why we're still talking about this. We're like 15 minutes into this episode, but we're like two minutes into the actual episode. 
People are either going to love or hate this. And I'm leaning towards hate and I'm really sorry. But you guys, if you'd also watched the episode, you would also want to talk about literally anything but this episode. It's so boring. Anyway, fucking Ferris Bueller parallels. Dylan loves his car. I was surprised that they didn't crash the car. I was delighted to see Marco in the backseat going to school with Dylan, which also made me think like, they obviously didn't spend the night together, but now that they're like together, do they carpool? Did they live near each other before? Is this inconvenient? Did they get breakfast before school? Is like a weird date? I don't know. Well, I can see them carpooling now that like Marco has a boyfriend who has a car because I don't know if Marco has a car. So I could see that maybe being a viable option. But anyway, Paige has the car. Also, I noticed that the air freshener is literally shaped like a maple leaf, which is probably one of the most Canadian things in this episode. But Spinner fakes sick. He gets away with it. Paige picks him up. And then we cut to fucking Ashley. Wait, first I want to talk about Spinner. And also, I think the maple leaf is A, very Canadian, and B, I think it's also Dylan's favorite hockey team. Because he really likes the Toronto Maple Leafs. Holland, the only sport I know is hockey. <laughs> like, So I, I need to hold on to this when I know team names. Um, So that maybe maybe he has like a team. I don't know. I wouldn't want to smell like a hockey team, but he might. But it, was, it wasn't like a red. It was like an actual leaf. It was probably like an actual maple leaf looking picture. It wasn't for the team. It was just a leaf, which is very on brand for him, but... I don't think it was like a like a hockey team <laughs> sponsored air freshener. Guys, we're focusing so much on the air freshener because this episode was boring. It's so boring. Oh my god. And I like to think that the Toronto Maple Leafs have branched out their branding and included <laughs> air fresheners and odds and ends. Anyway, we're at Spinner now. <laughs> Sorry. So Spinner's like he's faking sick and he his mom is like of course his mom babies him which we like now see that it's like oh that's this is why spinner is this way as a person (laughs) um and she's like i'm sorry the thermometer is uncomfortable and i'm like that's what that's not a thing to apologize for just shut up and he's like it's okay and he has the thing in his mouth and he puts it in the tea and then and i was like that's kind of genius because you should not put it like in something actually hot, you should put it in something, like, kind of warm. But with tea, you can, like, pull it out right away. 10 out of 10 would recommend, like, behind a TV or something. That's a good way to do it. I don't know. Um. Anyway, so Kendra walks in, and she's, like, doing her ultimate, like, Ferris Bueller sister, whose name I can't remember because I haven't – Jeannie. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. Thank you, Holland. Um. <laughs> and she's, like – I'm going to tell on you, man, man, man. I was like, oh, you're being a brat, but whatever. I like, I see what you guys are doing here. And then he's like, not if you, not because like you won't have any evidence or whatever. I can't think of the wording, but then he like downs the hot tea <laughs> and I'm like, and I just wrote, did he just burn the shit out of his throat? <laughs> well, I guess it would help his mouth be warmer anyway to like bump up the thermometer. But yeah, so he, his, Temperature is seemingly 101 degrees because he put it in the tea and he gets away with it. Oh, and then we, I just looked at my notes, and then we actually cut to the B plot, and JT is like bothering Emma in Mr. Simpson's class and is like, So, this dance that's coming up, I want to ask Manny, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, JT, shut the fuck up. Get over your crush on Manny. I'm over it. I think the world is over it. 
I was over it before it began. And Emma's like, JT, stop talking to me. And then they get in trouble for talking in class. And they get detention. And then we cut to Ashley. But, like, it's so dumb. Because, first of all, yes, we are all super over JT's crush on Manny. Like, it was kind of charming at the very beginning when he was, like, really, like, flustery. And she was like, I'm sexy now. And it was a whole thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Did I just make you choke? Um, Anyway. But, like, Snake is right there. And he's just like, whisper, whisper, whisper. Not not even whispering, though. Just, like, straight up talking to Emma. And Snake is sitting, like, two feet from his face. And I'm like, you know that you're going to get in trouble. Why are you still doing this? This is the thing that can wait until the end of class. Like, you can be like, you can talk about the Manny thing later. Or you could pass Emma a note. Like, there's a whole lot of other options. Dummy. Also, we're in media immersion. What happened to the, your handy-dandy messaging, like, IM system on the computers? How we learned about Marco's secret admirer and Emma and Sean had many, like, chats on there and resolved some issues. We could have gone that route, too. Maybe they found out that teachers can, like, hack into that sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know. In my high school, we had laptops, and our teachers could always, like hack into our screens like willy-nilly i know because like i would read like web comics and like my french teacher would always like message me and just be like this is not french work and i'm like no it's not i will go do that sorry which is why i'm bad at french now yeah so they get caught because they're not being proactive about their chatting and i just really want to get to ashley and her dumb song So we cut to Ashley, who is, like, faking sick or just, like, not going to school because she's depressed from, like, the really tough year that she's had. And I wrote down some of the lyrics from her Sad Girl song, which sounds, like, exactly the same as all of her other Sad Girl songs. And I got Lost in a Void of Eternity, The Eye of the Storm, The Depth of the Sea, and then it ends with, like, Gravity Ending Me. It's like, oh, Ashley's back. She also talks about, like, a black hole. I'm like, get it to... I literally just wrote down, get it together, Ashley. (laughs) Because this is ridiculous. Like, I understand that you're heartbroken and you're having a rough go of it. But for fuck's sake, like, grow up. You know, like, we all got broken up with in high school. We've all, like, been through heartbreak. And you know what? You fucking, you go do your shit. Like, you go to school. You go to work. You carry on living your life. Because it's not the end of the goddamn world. Paige, like, has been through serious shit, and she kept going to school and being a person and putting one foot in front of the other, and you're just being a whiny little fucking baby. Because Ashley lives for the drama, and she just wants to, like, drown in it. Um, so then her mom comes in the room and is like, this doesn't look like you're sick. And then Ashley's like, I just can't do it today. Like, I'll go to school on Monday, but I don't want to do it. I'll get my homework from Paige. And her mom's like, okay, but think about that thing we talked about. I think it would be good. And we're like, oh, I wonder what that's supposed to mean. And so then I think Ashley calls Paige. And Paige answers the phone with an accent because she's pretending to be her mom. And I think this is the first time we learned that Paige's mom is, like, foreign, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it is. Um, Yeah, I mean, we, we knew that she had, like like roots to wherever she's originally from i can't remember i want to say eastern europe but mm. 
Um, but she like answered with the accent and we were all like a little surprised and she's like, I'm pretending to be my mom. And for a minute I was like, I thought that like, well, Paige is rich, right? Maybe Paige has like a like live in person, like, uh, like Paris Geller style. And I was like, no. And then she's like, like my mom. And I was like, oh, okay. Everything is different than I thought it was. Um, so yeah, she answers with an accent pretending to be her mom. And she's like, I'm out. Like, Spinner and I are playing hooky. Like, what are you doing today? And Ashley's like, just please give me my homework. And that's it. And she's like, we're going to come get you. Get dressed. And Ashley clearly is not having it because she's a whiny baby. And Spinner's also not having it because he doesn't. He's like motioning like, no, no, I don't want her to come. And I'm like, same Spinner. She would ruin the day. And she does. Spoiler alert. Um, so then Paige and Spinner go to Ashley's house and she's just like lying in bed and they're like, get out of bed. You're going to come with us. Like, what do you want to do? Like, think of Spinner's car, like, or think of my car, like a genie. Like we each get one wish. Like I want to go to, Paige wants to go to a fancy restaurant with her honey and her best friend. And Spinner just wants to go mini golfing. Spinner is really stuck on mini golf, which I can respect as the person who enjoys mini golf. Um, and I like that Paige actually says her honey and her oldest friend because Hazel is her best friend. (laughs) And barring that, like maybe Marco, but but yeah, like Ashley is not her best friend. (laughs) She's just her oldest friend, and she said it very sweetly. But she, it was like the like classic page honesty that we love from her so i was very appreciative of that and she's like ashley what's your wish and ashley's like i wish we could see terry and everyone goes ah and then they see terry for 45 seconds and i'm pretty sure this is the last time we ever see terry in the entire series so i would just like to take a moment and like say goodbye to terry we loved you our little sweet potato I wish you didn't get sent off in this really weird, awful way. But goodbye. I love you. Bye, Terry. I feel like we should be playing like in the arms of an angel or whatever (laughs) in the background. Terry, you were... I feel like we're reading her eulogy right now. (laughs) Terry, you were treated unfairly. You should have ended up with Spinner. You know, things just went real downhill for you real fast. I don't know why. I hope that you stop doing the show to pursue your modeling career or other acting. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Canadian television or fashion. Hopefully you're doing well. But Terry is the character. You're mistreated and poorly written. And you are the sweetest sweet potato of them all. Which, by the way, is my favorite food. And now I'm hungry. And... Sorry you had to date Rick. I don't know. Sorry you had shitty friends. Man, she, nothing went well for her. <laughs> Bye, Terry. We'll miss you, our sweet potato. Bye, Terry. Um, but, yeah, we see her for a second. She gets her bandage changed. Ashley can't handle it. She walks out of the room, and that's basically the entire scene. It's a huge bummer. And, and then we realize that Carrie is awake and talking. Which we did not know because the last we heard, like, Ashley was, like, talking to Paige about it. And Paige was like, you really should go. She, like, looks 
rosy. Like she could wake up any minute. So she's awake. No one has mentioned anything. And we haven't seen any of her. I'm like, oh, poor Terry. Yeah. This came out of the blue. This was such an awful way to send her off. But whatever. That's the last time we ever see Terry. That scene happens. And then we're back at Degrassi. And I think Emma and GT have, like, lunch detention. And they're in the computer lab. And they're, like, defragging something. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. But they're doing something on all the computers. Except for one, because Alex is sitting there, like, looking up jeans online, and she's not moving, and Emma's like, I need to get on that computer to do the thing, and Alex is ignoring her, and then she just says, go away, little girl, you're annoying me, and Emma just, like, walks away defeated. Yeah, she just kind of is like, fine, it's not worth it, and I just wanted to know, Alex looks so pretty. And she's so, like, I just, she delights me. She's just like, you know, she's just full of hate. And it's something that I really like in a person. (laughs) And so once that happens, JT, like, goes to do whatever the fuck on um, Mr. Simpson's laptop. And he's like, oh, I can't do something if he's working on something, right? And Emma's like, yeah, just save whatever it is and close out. And then he discovers... Mr. Simpson's will, and Emma sees it, and she freaks the fuck out about it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I have a few things about the will, because, like, first of all, why is he working on it at school? Especially since we find out that um, Spike knows about it. So it's not like he's hiding it from Spike. So why is he working on it in school? Why is he leaving it open on his computer when he, when, like, the punishment that he gave out to his stepdaughter and a random student that he kind of knows involves using his computer like like it doesn't matter what you do clear your browser history shut down all your programs or just be like hey every computer except for mine don't touch my goddamn computer like there were ways to avoid this also why wasn't he overseeing the lunchtime detention like where was he i don't understand um, so that happens, and Emma's like, wait, what? A whale? I don't know. Meh. And then she starts getting worried about his chemo and doesn't really know what to think. Um, but then we cut back, and Spinner, Paige, and Ashley are at lunch at, like, a quote-unquote fancy restaurant. And Spinner doesn't understand any of the words on the menu. And he tries to order a beer, and the waiter, like, sees through him and is like, yeah, no thank Yeah, that's not going to happen. But then... They see that Mr. Radich is at the restaurant. You skipped over the entire Ashley part. Also, you guys, I just spent some time with the Google machine, and I might have face blindness because the girl who plays (laughs) Alex is not the girl from Psych. Either way. Sorry. It was necessary. Anyway, so they're they're out to lunch. Spinner is an idiot. And he and he like throws a breadstick at Paige and Ashley is like throws a fit and she's like, you know, grow up. And he's like, and she's like and he's she's he's basically like, you know, you're having such a bad time. Why don't you just transfer or something to that effect? And she's like, maybe I should. Actually, I was talking about moving in with my dad next year and leaving Degrassi. And they're like, dun, dun, dun. And. She leaves, and 
Spinner's like, if only this were champagne. And Paige is like, oh my God, it's like you actually want her to leave. To which we all say, duh, and or hello. Yeah, and I believe at one point Ashley says, like, you just don't understand, which I feel like is Ashley's motto. Um, and then, then I don't know at what point we saw Mr. Radich, but we do at some point at the restaurant, and they freak out, and then they leave the restaurant, and then they realize that they didn't pay, and they're dining and dashing, which is also very – both things are fairly – Ferris Bueller because A, they dine and dash at a fancy restaurant, and B, they like the principal is nearby, although the principal is not trying to find them like in Ferris Bueller. No, he just happens to be close by because this is low stakes Ferris Bueller. <laughs> this is super boring Ferris Bueller. Um, but yeah, they dine and dash accidentally, which guys don't dine and dash. It's very uncool. Your your waitress generally has to pay for your bill if you do that. Um, as a former waitress who has had to pay for a table's bill before, it sucks. It really sucks. You're not, like, sticking it to the man and being edgy and, like, fucking with the establishment. You're fucking with your underpaid waitress. So don't do it. Um, I have a lot of feelings about people who think it's, like, funny to dine and dash. Um, anyway. Anyway, they accidentally do it, and they're like, we should pay, but what if we get caught? Uh-oh, I guess we'll just have to. And then, like, cut to, like, convertible driving. I was like, <laughs> great. <laughs> and then it's like, convertible driving, mini golf, in what looks like the coldest mini golf course ever because it's Canada, and it's, like, literally foggy. And then they're in the movie theater, and Spinner's crying at the movie, and it's kind of hilarious. And then they're at an arcade and then an art gallery, which the art gallery is also another Ferris Bueller's Day Off reference, um, except instead of like being kind of silly, but actually funny and like being like Cameron fascinated with like, with, like exactly with like Monet fucking or like, is it Syrah? It might be Syrah. Yeah, it's Syrah um, being like fascinated um spinners being a gross pig but whatever fine um but i just wrote down i was like this looks like a very fun day <laughs> like i don't know why ashley's so mopey this looks like a delight yeah they're, they're doing so many things like i'm surprised they could fit all of this into one day and so they're at the gallery and spinners being like an idiot because he's spinner like he's, you gotta expect that from him at some point and Ashley's like, you're being a sexist pig. I didn't think it was funny. Because he like stands next to a picture of a naked lady or something. I don't really remember. It was stupid. But Ashley gets like personally offended by it. And um, then Spinner's like, I was just trying to make you laugh. You've been mopey all day. I don't understand. And he like storms off. And then Ashley is like, or, and then Paige is like, Ashley Stop being such a fucking bummer. Like, bad things happen. Like, I understand Craig cheated on you, but, like, basically, like, suck it up. She says some, like, awful... She says some problematic things where she's like, he didn't just cheat on you because he's a pig, or, like, I don't know. She tries to blame Craig cheating on her, on Ashley, which is not great, but, like, most of her sentiment is good, which is basically, like, Ashley, grow up, 
It's fine. Get over it. Yeah, it, it's mostly a good speech, and she just doesn't stick the landing. But <laughs> the first three quarters of it, very valid. Um, just, yeah, she's making very good points. Because the whole point of their, well, it wasn't the whole point of their day. But a part of their day was she was like, we're going to have a fun day to like cheer Ashley up and convince her not to transfer schools. I mean, it was already kind of their plan, but she was like, let's up the ante and like make it even better. Um, and then, of course, Ashley's just like, you're man, I'm annoying. And we we're all just like eye roll. Yeah, it was annoying as hell. And then Paige like walks away. And then we're back at the Degrassi and Emma's walking through the hall and she passes Alex. And I don't really remember how Alex provoke, like how the like scuffle starts to begin with. But Emma's like, Alex, like. I don't like what's your problem with me da 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 I don't know and then Alex throws like a balled up piece of paper at Emma and then Emma like confronts her and then they start like pushing each other and then they start fucking fighting in the hallway and it's kind of insane it's pretty great actually and I have like it is the best fight that we've seen on Degrassi thus far (laughs) um they get some real hits in they draw blood Emma uh, Emma (laughs) Emma like throw some bows like she literally elbows Alex in the face it's amazing and Alex like hardcore like backhands out it's just it's the best it's so good and I have some theories as to why Alex is so like hostile towards Emma because I mean obviously it's a part of like she's friends with Sean now and Sean has all this like stuff with Emma and so does Jay even though like Jay really doesn't need to he's just kind of an asshole all the time but I think Also, Alex has a type, and she is, like, very unresolved lesbian feelings, and she clearly has a type, and that type is blonde preppy girls, Mm -hmm. so maybe she also, like, kind of has a thing for Emma. Maybe. I could see that. But they eventually get broken up by that teacher whose name, like, we never know, and um, and it gets diffused, like, fairly quickly, but not before all those major blows (laughs) to, like, their faces. And then, like, Snake finds Emma outside, I'm assuming, the principal's office afterward. And she has, like, a fat black eye. (laughs) And then she's like, I'm sick of the lying, basically. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I found your will. That means the chemo didn't work, right? Like, why didn't you tell me? And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just taking precautions. The doctor told me to be prepared. Your mom and I didn't want to worry you. And she's like... Well, don't, like, don't worry. I want to be included. Blah, blah, blah. And then they hug it out. Which, like, I get. But also, it's not like he was really hiding anything. It was just his will. I don't know. I just, I maybe it's me. I just don't fully understand, like, why she's so reactive to this. Like, I understand the will freaking her out. But I don't think that he's leaving her out of stuff. I think that once he's like, no, I'm just trying to be prepared. I think that's when she should have been like, oh, okay. Like, you shouldn't, but, like, I get it. Like, he's not, like, hiding stuff from her. He's like, I wanted to be prepared. Well, you should have included me in your legal documents. Like, what? (laughs) Did he want to go meet with his attorney? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of convoluted. Yeah, but it is Emma we're talking about, so. Everything is personal. (laughs) But, so, then that gets semi-resolved, and then we're back 
at the museum again. We're at the museum, but there's so, uh, like an Elvis impersonator contest oh. at the museum. I thought they were at the mall. Are they at the museum? I thought this was like a mall thing. Did they leave the museum? When did they leave the museum, though? Well, I don't know. When did they leave the movie theater? And when did they leave the arcade? It's like not all the same place. <laughs> I know, but I felt like like Paige like stormed off and left Ashley somewhere. And I don't know. Whatever. They're at an Elvis impersonation contest all of a sudden. And... Like, they're like, what is happening? I don't understand. And then um, Ashley's like, I'll go get us a snack. And it's like, oh, oh, because then I think she gets, like, insulted again. Like, Spinner calls her, like, the queen of doom who's ruining their day or something. And then she's like, I'll go get something. And then, surprise, surprise, Ashley enters the Elvis impersonator contest and enters her name as Elvira, queen of doom. And then she comes on stage wearing, like, an Elvis jumpsuit that's way too big on her and, like, sings a song. And here's the thing. I was delighted. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, everything is forgiven. (laughs) It made me very happy. Um, I don't know why. I just, I'm like, you know, she, she realized that she was being a big old bummer and it took four times of them telling her. But finally, like, Paige got it through her big dumb head and she was like i'm gonna do something silly and i enjoyed it i don't know i thought the elvis suit that was too big was funny i thought her weird elvis voice was funny (laughs) i could have done without her singing because who cares and you could barely hear her but it was pretty funny like normally for scenes like that i get a lot of secondhand embarrassment and i like can't watch or be a part of it but i was like this is very fun for me and i'm enjoying it (laughs) so yeah I was on board. I was on board for all the Elvis, and she won third place. Yeah, so then she goes home, or actually, first, we go to Snake's doctor's appointment, and we learn that he's in remission. Yay, he's okay. And Emma has a real sweet black eye. <laughs> um, and also, why the fuck is Snake's cancer always a B-plot? It has never in the history of this show been an A-plot, and I don't understand yeah, I don't know. I think it's going back to our original theory that, like, the Degrassi writers think it's, like, too serious and heavy, and they don't they don't want to totally bum people out, but they, like, want the drama, and it's awful, but I don't understand. I have a lot of, like, weird, like, eh, with the snake cancer stuff, but I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so, anyway, we're back with Ashley, who won third place, despite the fact that she should have danced more. She was not going hard enough. Like, the voice was great, but she was not going hard enough. Her singing voice was also just her. She wasn't, like, A, singing an Elvis song, which I understand copyright probably couldn't do. But she was like, thank you very much, da-da-da, and then, like, sing some random song. But whatever. She's home. Her mom is, like, yelling at her because she's like, I don't understand what happened. I come home. And, like, you come home with the weirdest statue I've ever seen. And blah, 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 blah. And then Ashley is, like, <laughs> she says something, like, I'm sorry, little lady. Like, in the Elvis <laughs> voice. And then they just start, like, cracking up. And her mom is, like, common sense has left the building. And it's, like, nice because Ashley's finally not, like, moping. Yeah, I liked the ending. It was very sweet. Also, sweet Elvis impersonation. Um <laughs> You have a talent. You could have won second place if you just did better dancing than her. 
Um, I mean, I have worked on eight Elvis magazines, so I probably have a good basis. Oh man, I I forgot about those. Um, yeah, I just I I liked it. I just the ending. I liked their like little resolution and. Her mom was on board, and I liked her mom being, like, the weirdest statue I've ever seen. That made me actually laugh. The only time in this episode that I laughed, I was like, ha-ha, that is delightful. Um, yeah, so they have, like, a nice resolution, and I feel like it's pretty assumed that Ashley's not going to transfer schools because she's, like, a smiley, shiny human again. Um, and then Paige and Spinner are in the car, and she's like, Time to bring the car back to Dylan before he kills me for being late. And Spinner's like, if he doesn't kill you for this. And she got a parking ticket. And she's like, well, we're just not going to tell him. And I'm like, no, you have to tell him because you have to pay it. He's going to, you're going to have a warrant out. Like, like and he's not going to know. I'm, I have a lot of problems with the way the page is handling this day. But other than the legal stuff, it's fine. And uh, yeah, and they literally drive off into the sunset. Yeah, and then the episode ends. Um, so yeah, it was just like a meh ep. It was fine, like nothing super high stakes. I mean, I guess I like I want to say it was meh. Nothing high stakes happened, but something high stakes happened, and that snake is now in remission. And the fact that this episode is so boring just proves that I don't even know what I'm saying. Like this storyline should not be a B plot. It's crazy. It's just crazy. But whatever. I don't know. Holland, who is your spirit squad captain? I guess Paige for, like, trying to, like, have a good day and lift everybody's spirits. Maybe Snake. I'm going to say Snake because he fucking beat cancer. Yeah, I was torn between those (laughs) two. You can have Snake. I'll pick Paige because she put her best face on and... Forced everyone to have a good time with her like hooky day. And she was the only person that could talk Ashley out of her funk with her like, you know, trademark page honesty. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Um, And who is your ship of the episode? I guess Paige and Spinner just by default because they were like the only couple in this episode. And they were fine. They were having a good day. They like planned a nice fun day together i guess even though ashley kind of ruined it um based on my weird convoluted (laughs) theory i'm going alex and emma like just for like a brief thing not for like eternity or whatever but like just for like a minute um and i guess moral of the episode is um you know just you know keep moving Put on a happy face. Just keep swinging. Yeah. Just keep going and like just face your problems head on, I guess. I don't know. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, And then we're also going to read our favorite YouTube comment from the episode. And it is from... Uh, Khalil Smith four weeks ago and just says I'm about that action (laughs) which true facts um it's so good and then uh, there's also another one that's really good too now that I'm reading it Holland do you want to read this one sure it's by oh god 
Ryusins? R-I-U-sins? I have no idea. Two months ago. Ruzins? <laughs> and it just says, damn, Emma got hands. <laughs> also true facts. Um, Delightful. So we have grapevines. We have a review that we're going to do a fan fiction for. So, um, all right, let's get started. So first I'm going to do a fan fiction for someone who left us a five-star review on iTunes um, named Renbug, a.k.a. Scowly Cowly, and... They wanted to be shipped with Eli. Now, I have no idea who this is, or at least I didn't until I just looked him up on the Degrassi wiki. And he sounds like dramatic as hell. But I can see the appeal, I guess. He looks kind of like a bad boy. And he seems like he's gone through a lot of shit. So, I'm going to say that... You are walking around the Degrassi Mall, and Eli is scouting people for a short film he is filming, and he sees you pass by, you got you lock eyes, and he's like, you are perfect. You are my muse. You need to be in my film. He like rewrites his entire script to be about you. He's super inspired. He makes a really cool short film. I'm guessing I'm going to put you guys in like college age because this sounds like something like a film student would do. You're in his like deeply moving to him student film and it's great. It's a hit. He like gets an A on it. I don't know what happens in film school. He enters into like a festival and it gets praised and you guys have (laughs) um, a whirlwind romance. It's like you're the muse. He is, like, the brilliant filmmaker. It's a fun, like, artistic, creative whirlwind that lasts however long you deem necessary. And that is my fan fiction for you. I love it. Delightful. We also have um, tweets and emails and things. So, first of all, I would like to give a shout-out to all of Thomas's... uh, RPG friends who have been talking to us on Instagram and are really, really nice. Um, sorry, we don't answer everyone. It's just we get busy. Um, but it's really nice that you guys like our podcast and that you're reaching out to let us know because we like to hear it. And you guys all have cool avatars, so I'm into it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Thomas, he sent us an email that I really enjoyed a lot. Um, so uh, we got an email that says, Hey, I have a question. Who would you rather date? Drake or Jimmy? Who would you rather marry? Epstein or Craig? And last but not least, be BFFs with Paige or Lauren Collins. Okay. So this is very easy for me. <laughs> but Holland, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I can go. Mine is pretty easy and it might be semi-disappointing because I want hang out with Drake I want to marry Jake Epstein and I want to hang out with Lauren Collins I just want to be friends with all of them in real life right now please thank you true but mine is slightly different for one specific reason okay so I'd rather date Jimmy than Drake which I know shocking but he is linked to Rihanna and I do not want to be on Rihanna's Mm -hmm. bad side I would much rather be like 
kind of just never knowing Drake than be on Rihanna's bad side. Like, she could hurt me. And also, she's awesome. And I just want... I just want her to love me without even having to know me. Like, I just want, I just, I just love, her. I just love her. Follow Bad Girl Riri on Instagram. <laughs> anyway, um, I would obviously rather marry Jake Epstein. He is a much more stable human. <laughs> um, and he's just so beautiful. And I would much rather be best friends with Lauren Collins. Like, Paige is only sometimes a good friend. And Lauren Collins and I like a lot of the same podcasts. And she likes comedy. And I follow her Instagram and Twitter, so I know a little bit of her life. And I'm like, I feel like we could be friends. Shouts out Lauren Collins. We could be friends, I feel like. So please do that. Yeah. After your reasoning, I feel like I would actually just rather be friends with Drake, but would then rather date Jimmy. Because I think I ship Drake and Rihanna so bad that I don't want like anything to stand in the way of that. So good call on that. We all do, man. We all do. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout out to Cody Keplinger, who sent us an email um, because she also did the Degrassi mash thing. Um, and she sent us her results and they were really funny. Um, but we're not going to read you the whole thing. But she was a football playing stripper who beefs with a much younger gay boy and eats vegan food with Emma and dates either Sean or Ellie at some point while they hang out on the roof. <laughs> Um, which made me laugh. So <laughs> you guys keep the emails coming. We like them a lot. Um, you can email us whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. And Holland, I feel like we had some tweets you were going to read or at least just one for right now. I have one for right now from Lee Matt, Lee Matt, um, at Malomatic on Twitter. And they say early 2000s fact. I def downloaded both of the Battle of the Band songs off LimeWire and put them on my first iPad shuffle. That is the most 2003 thing I've ever heard, and I love it. And I probably did the same thing. I never. All right. So I never had LimeWire because my dad was, like, really protective over our computer, and it was never a thing that he would have let happen. But my best friend had LimeWire, and Napster before you had to pay for Napster. So we, and do you remember, I think it was called like Kazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we used to use all those, but we never downloaded um, any of like the, uh, the Battle of the Band songs, which is sad. I should have done that. I don't think I would have even known how to. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely have LimeWire and it destroyed my laptop. Um, that's what LimeWire does. Yeah, that's what LimeWire does. And so, I mean, I knew that's what it did when I downloaded it onto my computer, but I used it anyway. Um, but, oh, well, RIP that Dell laptop hand-me-down that I had in high school. <laughs> um, but, um, so, if you want to be featured on The Grapevine, you can also tweet at us at Pod on Twitter and like Kelsey said, you can email us at whateverittakespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Tumblr, whateverittakespodcast.tumblr.com. And if you want a fan fiction of your own, like the one I just made up by Degrassi wikiing who the hell Eli was and creating a perfect story for our fan, you can leave us a review on iTunes and just like us, please. And um, and uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud and 
like us there. You can even comment on our SoundCloud episodes, technically, if you want to make comments there, which can also be featured on the grapevine. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. Holland, is there anything that you would like to suggest to the people or do you want me to go first? Because I'm like raring and ready to go. Okay. Um, so I want to recommend Gallivant. It is this awesome show. It's on Netflix. There are two seasons of it. I don't know if there will be a third one. I want there to be, but I don't know. But it's great. Um, one of I only know one of the stars of it because he's Timothy Amundsen and he's a delight. Mm. Yeah, he plays King Richard. He's amazing. It's just it's a musical and it's a comedy and it's about like Arthurian times and there it's it's just it's the perfect show. I don't describe things well. Please give it a try. Like and even the pilot's great. So you can watch the first episode. I literally watched it in two days. I watched both seasons in two days. And they're short seasons. And they fly by. It's just oh, it's just so good. Everybody, get on Netflix and fucking watch Gallivant. I was actually considering watching it because I've heard good things about it. It's so good. Watch it. It's so good. <laughs> I'm actually going to recommend a new-ish show that just came out. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime, but I think it was originally a BBC show. It's called Fleabag, and it's amazing. It's only six episodes long, like 20 minutes each, but it's hilarious. And it's basically this dark comedy about this single woman living in London who it's just like kind of her trials and tribulations, but and she breaks the fourth wall of the time, and it's really funny. And she's also like recently experienced a tragedy and it's kind of how she deals with that but you should totally watch it it's amazing I loved it I watched it in like one night because it's only six episodes everybody should go watch it it's great that sounds awesome and like something I'd be into so you guys sorry that this is an hour-long episode (laughs) for a terrible 20-minute episode of Degrassi but that's fine um we love you bye Panthers Bye, Panthers.